Hello and welcome to Nebraska Prep Zone Report, sponsored today by MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care covering greater Omaha for over 70 years. I'm your host, as always, Jake Anderson. Joining me to my right this time, Mike Sauter. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm good. I normally sit on the left. I know. It's, it's shaking me, throwing me off today. Yeah, it's okay. We'll get through it. Well, Lucky for us, it's a slow news day. Nothing to talk about. It's been a dead week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we were going to lead off with Donovan Williams decommitting from Nebraska, and then news broke again. Yeah. Scoop, Mike Sauter, (laughs) Xavier Betts is actually signing with Nebraska during early signing period. He was able – the concern was his academics. He was able to get them raised this semester – and he'll be having his signing day ceremony tomorrow at Bellevue West? Yeah, 7.30 in the morning on Friday is when he will um, sign with Nebraska. So uh, this is according to uh, Bellevue West head coach um, Michael Huffman. Uh, Frost called today and did a grade check, called the counselor, um, checked in on how uh, Betts' grades were in the first semester of this year um, and liked what he heard or liked what he saw. And uh, that was enough for him to say, okay, let's just sign now. Um, and he also, he's close on the ACT too. So yeah. uh, that's probably, he just took it the last one a couple weeks ago. So hasn't gotten the, the test back yet, but there's a sliding scale on, on that. So he could, um, it sounds like everything is fine. Like mm-hmm. going it, fine or trending to be very much so fine. Um, I know when the news broke, that he wasn't going to sign during the early signing period what, a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody jumps to every, conclusions. Yeah, everyone jumped to conclusions, but Hoffman did say he's on track. He just, they want to yeah. wait. So now, you know, he's signing at, you know, in the morning on Friday at uh, Bellevue West. Nice. And I think everybody kind of saw, oh, a bunch of receivers in the class yesterday. Mm-hmm. Xavier Betts is still the yeah. marquee receiver yeah. in this yeah. class. Yeah. Uh, Omar Manning is a Juco guy, but as far as the, um, as far as the high school mm-hmm. receivers go, he's definitely the marquee guy in the class. Yeah. Um, he's an outside threat that can go up and get the ball in the red zone. Um, they need bigger bodied wide receivers like that that are athletic and can go make plays. He's one, and Omar Manning's another. I contend if if Betts was on the roster at Nebraska, even in 2019, he would yeah. have played a lot. Yeah, um, he, he just is. He's that good. So um, obviously a, a a really nice thing. And I know, according to Coach Huffman, Xavier was really excited, uh, emotional when yeah. he found out he's going to be signing tomorrow. And a good capper to Nebraska's class that kind of was two-minute drill, we've called it, everything. It didn't really come together last minute, but a good capper to the final two-week push that they had. Right, yeah. It's a, it's a great way to win. Th- this early signing period is, is a three-day period. So you mm-hmm. have win- Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So he's signing you know, still in the early yep. signing period. So it's, um, it's definitely a good cap, kind of cherry on top of the class. I think it puts him at 22. Three signee guys that have signed. That's so awesome. there's still, and that was something that that uh, Scott Frost said yesterday. They want to wait, hold a couple back for some maybe transfers or mm-hmm. you know guys in the in the I guess February signing day. Give it a month here to re- reevaluate some guys. So that that's a, 
a little bit of a. And he obviously know. won't be an early enrollee. He'll be there for fall camp, finish up second right. semester of right. West. Mm-hmm. Be there yeah. for fall camp, Nebraska. Yep. Well, that's one way to lead off our show. Um, the next way is Lincoln North Star four-star guard shifting gears to basketball. Donovan Williams decommits from Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Said right school, wrong time. Mm-hmm. He originally committed to Tim Miles in July 2018. Yeah. Obviously, it's changed since then to Fred Hoiberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the coaching change is really the impetus for for the decommitment. He decommitted on Wednesday, um, and really, it was from Nebraska's stance. From what I understand and kind of been told is um, Nebraska was going to honor his commitment. No, no question. They, they still were going to honor his commitment, but they weren't going to re-recruit him. What I mean by that is they weren't going to, you know, roll out the red carpet, do all those Give things. He's sell. already committed. Yeah, I guess they felt like he's already you're already committed. Why should we have to sell you on, you know, right. what we have going right. on here? So uh, a little bit of that, a little bit of both, you know. Uh, and Donovan is a guy that had a very good relationship, not just with coach miles but with michael lewis at uc now yeah. at ucla who was on the staff he's the one that recruited him um to nebraska he's the one that secured the commitment uh it, when you when you look at it you know donovan had a very good relationship was used to getting a lot of attention from the staff and everything and i think with the coaching staff change that that really affected some stuff yeah and some quotes that you spoke to donovan yesterday mm-hmm. you had some quotes from him chris hetty had the story um, so some of his comments are interesting and speaks, speak to that. Um, I wasn't as prioritized as I was with the last coaching staff, which kind of gave right. me an easier decision. And they kind of, they've ha- they've got their mind on what they want to build this program off of to be successful. And I don't fit it. It kind of sounds like fit was part of it as well as. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think he would fit kind of how the playing style and everything. It, it just, you know, I guess from Donovan's perspective, he just he didn't. You know, I think it's more of just he he wasn't feeling the attention. I, yeah. I think that that's probably part of it. He's a good player, no question. Like, right. it's very good, uh, definitely good enough. All those things, um, but I think he just the relationships are important for Donovan, and I, I don't know if he had had developed one. Um, and so he's coming back from injury. He's going to play, should should play mid-January-ish, mm-hmm. um, get back on the court. And I think he probably wanted to reset things. Um, it's kind of the perfect time if, yeah. you know, if, he, if he wants to reset his recruitment. Since he didn't sign in November, kind of open things back up. Mm-hmm. So have you heard anything from him? What's next? What, what might he do now that he's decommitted? Um, I don't know. You know, I mean, there's a couple different options. One, um, I'm sure he's gotten a lot of attention from people or, or gotten some a lot of calls from coaches and whatnot. Um, I, I also think it could play out a couple different ways. One is he just finds some place, commits um, in, in the middle of the season or even after, so mid-March or something mm-hmm. like that. Or he could play as an unsigned senior. Uh, he could play AAU or summer basketball again in April, in the early kind of period, he could play, go back out, be an unsigned guy, get you know some recruiting attention that way. Similar to what David Wynn did. Yeah, a little bit. And then, um, 
And then even if he doesn't get get you know the offers and things that he likes after April, he could um, again play as an unsigned senior or announce that he's going to a prep school and play in July um, on the summer basketball AAU circuit again. And then even if he's announced he's going to a prep school, he could then uh, get recruited to a place that he likes after July and uh, end up signing and going there, you know, in August. So, um, or he could take a year, go to, or take the rest of this year, play, um, play all summer basketball and everything, and then go to a prep school and reset his recruitment that way too. So there's a couple of different ways this can work. It'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see how it shakes out. Um, but I, you know, I, I know that a couple of mid-majors and, and regional kind of teams yeah. have reached out. Um, you know, we'll see how it, how it all ends up. The ACL last spring won't be any type of hindrance for him. I don't think so. I mean, I, he's a pretty explosive kind of athlete anyway and a really strong, good athlete. I, I don't see that being a, a, a big, big deal at all. Yeah. I think he'll be, he'll be fine. I know he's worked really hard in, in rehabbing it to, to get back to, you know, as strong, if not stronger, than he was before. So this next one might be – you might be speculating a little bit here, and I'm putting you on the spot with this one. But old friend, Boys Town standout, former Boys Town standout, mm-hmm. Teddy Allen, commits to Nebraska on Tuesday. Donovan Williams decommits on Wednesday. Do you think those are related? Yeah, I mean, probably, yeah. Um, I think part of it probably is um, they're both pro- more wing players or twos and um, – Obviously, Teddy's not going to come into Nebraska and sit behind any – like, the plan is for him to play, right? Yeah. So, um, I think he pro- – Donovan probably saw that and was like, well, this is like me, you know, like my spot, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that probably has a little bit to do with it, I would say, yeah. Okay. Um, well, before we continue with our other signing day takeaways, I want to take a minute here for a message from our sponsor, MD West One. As the official team doctors for high school and college teams across Greater Omaha, MD West One Sports Med doctors can get you back into the game stronger than ever. Meet the Sports Med team at mdwestone.com or call 402-390-4111. Thanks again to MD West One. You can find them at mdwestone.com, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, nurse surgery, and spine care, covering Greater Omaha for over 70 years. And let's get right back into it. It was signing day. It was obviously a busy day yesterday you were awake at probably 5 a.m you were at a couple schools yesterday 6 15 6 15 you had an update yesterday on the wyoming signees mm-hmm. um kind of that budding wyoming nebraska pipeline mm-hmm. there's three from this class millard south offensive lineman cole herbelsheimer mm-hmm. columbus's joey brosh brash uh brock brock and omaha burke defensive lineman caleb robinson mm-hmm. Burke uh, Robinson yeah. signed. Yeah. He's holding his, his ceremony, ceremony in February. In mm-hmm. um, and they're joining um, a bunch of former Nebraskans on right. Wyoming. Right. Um, so Herbal Scheimer, I know, fits into ex- – Wyoming's very excited about uh, Cole and what he can bring to the table on the offensive line. He'll be an interior lineman, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So you, you look for Caleb Robinson and Herbal Scheimer, they're going to go head-to-head a lot. Um, in practices and things because yeah, Caleb's a really nice defensive lineman. 
doesn't get as much credit and stuff. I mean, he's he's very talented. So um, probably not a big a name. He's not real big on social media and stuff. So um, at one time was committed to um, uh, South Dakota State. So um, that's a, a pretty good get for, for Wyoming. They do. They have a, a handful of linemen uh, that are committed to Wyoming or been at Wyoming. C.J. Johnson uh, didn't uh, – I guess he retired from football due to injuries yeah. and stuff before this last season. But I think they have seven, eight guys that are on the roster from Nebraska right now. Craig Bull obviously has connection from being a, an assistant at Nebraska yeah. for a long time. And, and he recruited Nebraska when he was at North Dakota State a ton. Their staff did. So I think there's a, a, a pretty strong connection there. I look for you know, even a guy like Ty Hahn and Isaac Gifford got – uh, scholarship offers from Wyoming mm -hmm. and chose to walk on or whatever at Nebraska. Um, there's definitely sort of a pipeline that's funneling there. Uh, the FCS level kids, though, there's still, yeah. uh, there were 12, uh, 12 kids that signed uh, during this early signing period with FCS schools from Nebraska, which is another high number. You have yeah. Tyson Gordon and Marquis, Marcus Siegel. Um, Tyson Gordon from Scott, Marcus Siegel from um, uh, Omaha, Omaha North. North. Yeah, Both sorry. Headed up to Both North to North Dakota, Dakota State. State. And then South Dakota State had a handful, you know, Dallas Beanham uh, from Millard West. Um, why can't I think of everybody else? They had six or seven guys so um, that committed. And, and yeah. Isaac Applegate is one. Um, Abe Hoskins is another one from Omaha Central. Uh We've only been Shoot. discussing yeah. 100 names over yeah. the past three so days. So anyway, they, um, had, they had like seven, eight guys uh, from Nebraska, and they got Isaiah Stalberg, uh, Nebraska trans the yeah, former Husker, tra former Husker walk-on, walk now transferring. Continuing that Nebraska Jacks movement. Right, yeah. Um, so what high numbers, what's the overlying takeaway for you from signing day this year? Um. You know, you, you look at it, the talent is still there. Everyone always talks about, like, they're – I'm so kind of sick of the conversation of, oh, there's not enough talent in Nebraska and whatever. I mean, when you really look at the numbers per capita, meaning population of the state as a whole, and you look at Division One if it's FCS or um, FBS stuff, and even then you take in uh, the walk-on classes, I mean, we're talking – or the kids that are walking on to Nebraska or maybe even other Division One schools, we're talking like 30, 40 kids in one class. That's a lot. Like, it's a lot. And, I, you know, as far as scholarship guys, we're looking at 15-ish, uh, 15 to 20 right now that either had a scholarship or signed or are committed to minimum FCF schools, so Division One. I. I think that's a really good number for yeah. a state that has 1.8 million people. It's really hot, like yeah. really good. So the whole narrative of Nebraska doesn't have talent and people complain and I see on Twitter all the time about like trying to defend it and all this stuff. I'm just so like over that. It's and been forever. It's yeah. been that way. It'll never change. It just is something where I personally am like, hey, for what I do, my job is to help kind of promote, you know, the state and the athletes in the state. I just get so like, ugh. Like I'm just like need, over we that. Need, we need to keep working to change the perception. Right. And next year projects to be another good class for the state of Nebraska. Outside of your top two, Dickerson and Prohaska, Keegan Johnson, AJ Rollins, Cole Payton. Right. 
and I'm sure 10 others that I'm forgetting to name. Yeah, I mean, so you have Avante Dickerson. Just go the high major, or I guess not high major, that's basketball, but the power conference, power five, six guys, whatever. So you have Avante Dickerson, uh, Teddy Prohaska, uh, Keegan Johnson, and A.J. Rollins. That's four that have um, offers right now. That's without, like, camp season and off season and stuff like that. Uh So that's four. Cole Payton is, uh, has South Dakota State. That's five. Okay. Like, that's a pretty good jump start, specifically when the four are high-level guys, very yeah. high-level. Yeah. Um, so it's similar-ish to um, 2018 when there was five guys that went to Nebraska. Yep. Or uh, 17. Five guys went to Nebraska and 18 at four. So it, the numbers are there. feels like it's still trending in the right direction and everything mm-hmm. like that. Which is good for all of us, good for high school football fans in Nebraska. Right. Everybody benefits. Right, for sure. All right, let's shift gears a little bit here. Looking ahead, we don't know the teams yet. We don't know where they'll slot in on the bracket. We have an idea what time teams will be playing. Let's talk overall. Metro Conference Tournament, yeah. Ralston Arena, What's great about that environment? Uh, one is you can just sit in the gym and watch games all day uh, like I'll be doing. So, like, first one's at <laughs> 8.30, and then first one's at 8.30 in the morning, and the last one's at 8.45 at night. And um, sometimes there's overtimes, and, over like, times change and move, and it's hard to keep that thing on schedule. But boys and girls both playing at Ralston Arena besides the, the bunny bracket games. Now uh, – there are two bunny bracket matchups this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year there was only one. With the addition now, now you have Gretna and Elkhorn South in the Metro tournament, and so it changes things. Um, so those are the twenty seventh, and then on the, the on both the boys and girls side, and then uh, the twenty eighth is full day of getting after it. Um, yeah. uh, I think the boys are the twenty eighth, and the girls are on the 29th or something like that so yeah. um it's it's very much so a lot of basketball in one location it's really good because you can yeah. see pretty much the best play it's, it's best ish players in the state on both the boys and girls side yeah. girls probably extends out a little more um in one gym at one time right one that of the best and the collections top, of talent yes. outside the state tournament yeah that and and the the matchups are going to be pretty interesting, I think, um, specifically with, you know, what does, where does Bellevue West Central get seeded? I'm pretty sure everyone's going to seed Millard North first on the boys' side and Millard South first on the girls' side. Mm-hmm. Where, how does that line up or fall? Um, Millard South, I think, is the prohibitive favorite on the girls' side, and the boys' side is, you know, like, Give me a semifinal with Bellevue West and Central, or a Bel- or a semifinal with Millard North and South, or something. Like I'm all for those four kind of mm-hmm. matching up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, South and Bellevue West have a huge game this week that'll go a long way in the seeding. They waited uh, for the Metro Tournament as far as seeding's concerned, and why it's taking so long. They waited. They wanted to get a whole another weekend mm-hmm. of games to seed it correctly um, or have a better idea of, you know, where teams should be seated. Normally they have it out only after two weeks of the season, which yeah. is a little soon. Um, which, and I think at this point, 
it's a better way to do it. Yeah, not having the bracket finalized is a little iffy, but this feels like we're going to get the best collection of matchups. Yeah, yeah, the best yeah, for sure. I think there's a, you know, it, having that uh, waiting that week, I think the bracketing will be a little bit more even or fair, if mm -hmm. you will. So, and the coaches are still the ones that decide on on the seating. They send in, you yep. know, where they would seat it, and then that's how it's seated. It, media, no one else has anything to do with it. It's all all the metro coaches are the ones that decide the seating. Yeah. What do have you talked to any players about what they like about playing in Ralston Arena? You know, I haven't. Um, I guess probably just a bigger kind of environment. It kind of gives you a a taste of maybe what the state tournament would be like-ish. I mean, it's a much smaller mm -hmm. arena and the pressure is not as much. But yeah. um, but there's still a lot of people that show up. There yep. is. There's a lot of fans that show up, and it's kind of fun to um, good, be there. Good time to have it over a holiday break. Right. Get people that are free to get in and check out the basketball. Mm, yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's a good time to have it unless your uh, kid's daycare is closed over the week of the holiday break like mine is. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. That's uh, probably not uh -huh. going to be. Uh -huh. yeah, that'll be fun. Anyway. <laughs> well, that'll be the week starting the 27th for those bunny games. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of those games will be playing out the week of New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Um, so if you're free for your holiday break, that's a great thing to do. Ralston Arena Metro Conference Tournament. Um, little programming note, we'll be taking next week off for our holiday break. Um, and then we might not be back until late, depending on Metro yeah, Conference Tournament. We'll, yeah, depending um, on holiday tournaments, we'll see if we can sneak one in. But we'll be back with some great basketball discussion for you. Thanks again to our sponsor, MD West One. Until next time, happy holidays. Thanks for listening. Hey, hey, hey.